Corey Stroman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our area. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider, a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. Today on the podcast, we chat with Chelsea Lau about her camping and glamping business, Affentier Outdoors, as well as her experience as a co-starters participant and our Collider Cup winner. Let's get started. Chelsea, thanks so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you. Well, to kind of jump into things, what brought you to the Rochester area and what would you say keeps you around? I was born and raised in Rochester. Okay, I sure. did leave for a couple um, years uh, in the early 2000s, but Rochester drew mm-hmm. me back. Sure. And I came back to finish my nursing education and start okay. a career in nursing. Sure, sure. I guess that kind of leads into my next question, what your background in work and education is. I know what you're doing with your glamping business now is kind of a side hustle for you. Um, So tell me a little bit about, yeah, work and education. Yeah, I've had a lot of different jobs. I started working very early in my life. I believe it was seventh grade as a stable hand. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I've always loved uh, working. Um, But kind of as far as my profession um, Mm -hmm. goes uh, with nursing and my professional life, I... um, I went to nursing school. I started as an associate degree nurse um, so I could start working, got Mm -hmm. my bachelor's degree, and then I had a continuous desire to learn. Mm -hmm. And um, I've also been very interested in the arts and music throughout my life. So after I finished my nursing education, I actually did a little stint um, with a music um, business. And I didn't finish that degree, but that was a really fun experience. Um, Ultimately ended up back at Augsburg um, and I got my MBA. So studied business and that I wrapped that up in 2019. And I finally stopped going to school <laughs> in 2019. But all of that was, you know, great, uh, great experience. And yeah, I enjoyed all of my education. And so currently, um, my nursing career, I worked in home health care. Um, and then that led me into doing care coordination and chronic disease management. Um, and then now I actually work in clinical informatics, okay, uh, sure. which I love. So yeah. I'm in my going on my sixth year in clinical informatics, so working on information systems. Cool. Yep. Well, awesome. You mentioned that your work life started out as a stable hand, so I'm sure that you had a love of the outdoors early on. What would you say kind of initially sparked your interest in the outdoors and kind of the camping and glamping business and what would you say kind of like led you into starting your own yeah I have always loved the outdoors and as early as I can remember my parents um would do activities that Mm -hmm. related to being outdoors. We did a lot of um, boating and camping on the Mississippi. Sure. So those are my first memories of camping. And then throughout my 
grade school, uh, middle school years, if it wasn't f camping with family, I had friends, you know, that we would go to the state park or um, go camping kind of locally. I've done some backpacking trips out west, mm -hmm. some of the wilderness areas. Um, I did an Outward Bound program as a 15-year-old that b made a really good impression on me. 15 days out in the Absaroka Beartooth Wilderness in oh, wow. Montana, which was amazing. And then um, I've done several Boundary Waters trips with my dad. Those are always a favorite. Started bringing my now husband, my stepdaughter, and my mother-in-law along on those trips Fun. to kind of have a family affair. And last year brought along some friends too. So have always enjoyed um, the outdoors. I, I kayak a lot. I have some close friends that we enjoy going on the, the rivers locally here. So just a big lover of the outdoors. I uh, got exposure to the camping business world specifically through my parents. They okay. have a small uh, seasonal campground, 13 sites down in the Whitewater Valley. Okay. So that okay. was what brought me down there sure. in the early 2000s and fell in love with it. I ended up uh, randomly purchasing a piece of bare land, the side of a bluff, mm -hmm. um, and that just spending a lot of time down there. Um, eventually, I um, got the idea, you know, kind of just based off of my love of, of wilderness trips and mm -hmm. camping and all of that, wouldn't it be cool to uh, take this unique piece of property uh, that's in the bluffs and develop it into um, kind of a more rustic, remote, rugged feeling mm -hmm. campground um, and experience for people. Yeah, very cool. Uh, while you were getting your business started, what were some of the challenges and barriers that you faced? It was quite a process to get all of the permits that mm -hmm. were required to start developing the land. Sure. Uh, I would say that was probably my biggest challenge. And then I started the process in 2019 and then COVID hit mm -hmm, too. So mm -hmm. not only um, there were multiple permits that I needed to obtain and different permissions for things, but then getting folks um, lined up in terms of the construction mm -hmm, was huge mm -hmm. too. I waited like two and a half years to get the electricity out, uh, you know, and then the prices yep, of things, sure. my, my budget was blown, you know, so yep, just kind of having mm -hmm, to go back mm -hmm. to the drawing table and yeah. um, constantly reevaluating that. But we, we made it through. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe I should backtrack a tiny bit. At what point did you decide to kind of turn that property from being primitive campsites to, you know, building structures on it for people to stay in? Yeah, I had always had a plan to build some kind of structure on it. That was always part of the plan. Um, but glamping was not part of my plan. Sure. Um, until actually last year in 2022, I started kind of dabbling in the idea. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I knew... Um, it, just from a business perspective, I wanted to have revenue that was coming in year round. Sure. And mm -hmm. uh, with with what I was currently doing, I just had my seasonal revenue. And so I had my heart set on doing a couple little cabins. Mm -hmm. I have one of the cabins now that I, I opened in February. And so that's up and running, which is really helpful. But was just exploring, you know, what can I do with these other sites? Uh, mm -hmm. Originally, I was going to do 
hiking, camping, the, the sites were going to be set up nicely. I was going to supply firewood for people, mm-hmm. you know, just, just mm-hmm. make it easy and, and comfortable, but people would still have to bring their own gear. Um, so just started exploring what, what else might I do, uh, to really appeal to a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really want to help encourage people to get outdoors. And so, uh, started exploring glamping. And then what really put me over the edge was participating in the co-starters, uh, program um, with Collider, and Ooh. that helped me kind of just organize my next steps and and really commit to yes, we are going to do glamping at Affentier. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You jumped ahead. That was my next question. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit more about how you would say the program helped you move forward with your business, and would you recommend it to others? And if so, why? Co-starters was definitely beneficial and um, it could be the reason that that I ultimately decided to go this route with sure. with the glamping. I think I just I, I am a person of ideas and mm-hmm. I'm never living in the moment, which I really need to work on that. Like my brain is always thinking of things mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes um, and I'm, I'm sure others struggle with this and the entrepreneurs who I met through the program too, you know, just kind of having some structure and then Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. only that, but the support uh, of the group. I I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed um, doing the in-person cohort. I know that's not for everybody, but I, that part was super beneficial to me too. Um, Even though we were working on very different business projects, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, just having everyone as a sounding board and the support was incredible too. But it, um, it really forced me to pick a thing to focus on. And I knew that this was an, I needed to make a decision, you know, before the camping season started, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what am I really going to be doing? And, um, yeah, gave me the structure to really look at the different pieces of that, who my customers are, you know, is this going to be something that will be sustainable financially? Mm-hmm. What, what do I need in order to make this happen to know my next steps? And so just, yeah, having that, um, having the support and the kind of framework and structure of the program was really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So you won the Collider Cup. Congratulations. What would you say was most challenging about presenting and participating in the, in the event, if at all. I really enjoyed it. I kind of, I kind of thrive on, on that sort of thing. So I was just thankful for the opportunity to be able to get in front of, um, all of the audiences, you mm-hmm. know, and, and mm-hmm. not only Collider Cup, that was great, all the people that were there, but, um, you know, just speaking to the co-starters program too, in general, yeah. just the exposure to all of the wonderful resources that we have in this community was great. So, um, it was incredibly time consuming and maybe, sure. yep. <laughs> maybe I'm no. just a <laughs> But I spent so many hours on that slide deck just going over it. Um, it was, I just had to like stop at some point. Like, yeah. Okay, this just is what it is. And yeah, we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. You, <laughs> of course, it's. Um, you know, you, you take a lot of pride in, uh, it's like my little business baby, you know, it's in showing it to the world. I hadn't really talked a whole lot about my business. And I think that was another huge thing, just finally getting to that point where I need to do this, you know, and, and this mm-hmm. has really, mm-hmm. really helped me get the word out and figure out how to get the word out too. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, where can listeners find more information about, your business and your campsites and what can they expect if they book a spot with you? Yeah, the best place to go would be affinteeroutdoors.com. Which I will link in the show notes. 
And uh, what can they expect? So what really makes Affentier different than the other camping that is available, and I would say just kind of generally and very specifically to in the Whitewater River Valley, I do not have any RV sites, and Sorry. it is very focused on an immersive experience. So um, it's very wooded. Mm-hmm. People come, you know, park their vehicle in a um, gravel parking lot, and then um, there's the little cabins are very accessible by vehicle. But in order to get to the glamping sites, you do need to hike up the bluff. Sure. And so um, it, you know, people have to be prepared um, for a backpacking like experience. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to want hiking boots. You'll need to plan how you're going to the gear that you do want to bring with you or mm-hmm. food. You'll have to plan um, packing that and hauling that up to the site. But once you get up there, it's beautiful valley views, lots of wildlife. Um, and the sites are very spaced out. I have 12 acres of the land is designated for the hike-in sites. Awesome. And I only have eight campsites on okay. those 12 acres. So that kind of gives you an it's idea of how quite spread out, out then. everything is. That's yeah. awesome. What do you find the most rewarding and enjoyable about your work with us? I really enjoy helping people relax being that behind yeah. the scenes kind of person. Um, so I think that's the biggest driver, uh, combining my love of nature with that hospitality aspect. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, any big plans for the future moving forward? Well, <laughs> uh, this, this month and next month, a couple things to share. I am doing a trial run of the operations of the campground Um, next weekend and have invited a a wide variety of people to give me feedback, test out the reservation system, and then just going through the whole, um, you know, cleaning everything, you know, just, just knowing what all that's going to entail and how many hours it's going to be. So that's exciting. Um, I can give a shout out to, um, Paige Janky from Janky Gear. Uh, She's uh, been very supportive of me and her crew is going to come out and test out the camping with us. So that'll be great. Um, and then I have some other, um, other folks that I've invited as well. So that'll be good. And then, um, I do want to, um, in addition to offering the, the glamping, um, and accommodations do events. And I'm very interested in combining art with camping. So I have an event planned in June, a paint and hike event where we are going Mm. to do hiking and painting and drawing. And I have an artist, her name is Tammy Nara. She is out of uh, the Twin Cities and she'll be coming down. She is um, an art educator and has been an artist for many years and has a business called Paint and Hike. So I'm excited to partner with her that third weekend in June to offer that retreat. That's awesome. That sounds like something that I want to do. <laughs> well, is there a piece of advice that you would give to someone considering starting a business or even specifically into like a camping and glamping business? Yes, I I would surround yourself uh, with people that have... Um, expertise in the areas that that maybe you don't sure you know, so don't don't be afraid to ask questions you know stick your neck out there ask for help 
that was that was huge, you know, for me. Um, I I definitely I had that love and I had some of the the business knowledge and some mm-hmm. different things, mm-hmm. but um, I I found that promoting things, marketing, social media, there's stuff that I were definitely weaknesses of mine. Sure, and, sure. You know, just really trying to embrace the talents of others. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. And then don't don't give up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had some big challenges um, with some of the permitting processes um, that, uh, you know, it could have kind of discouraged me, um, mm-hmm. but I kept plugging along. You know, I, I think it's really important to know know what your rights are mm-hmm. as a landowner and a business owner. Um, you know, it's it's good change management. You know, I think I had some lessons learned about um, how and when to communicate with people, you sure. know, in the serene, mm-hmm. like your neighbors and um, maybe it's the township or the city. You know, it's really mm-hmm. important to, um, you know, make sure that you're, you know, who the people are um, in those different jurisdictions where you're having to work. Um, but also don't give up if you have somebody that doesn't Mm -hmm. like your idea, you know, even if they're in a position of power, Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, get your, get your group of supporters and, Mm -hmm. um, keep, keep bringing your case forward. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, outside Mm -hmm. of all of your work activities, what are some of your hobbies and interests? Well, I really enjoy being outdoors. <laughs> I, I seriously, I you probably spend um, three nights a week wandering around in the woods. And um, lately, you know, that's we're mostly working on Affrontier. So I'm kind of up on the bluff, um, putzing around doing things. But I really enjoy outdoor activities. Um, mm-hmm. My husband and I really enjoy fishing. Um, as I mentioned, I enjoy uh, kayaking. Um I love to make things. So um, I've been everything from, you know, painting and drawing to I've really gotten into building things with wood lately. Mm -hmm. I'm not a carpenter by (laughs) trade, but I I kind of put my creative energy into that. And I built uh, two of the campsites have outdoor beds that I built out of repurposed materials. Cool. So I took old deck boards and pieces of old tents and stuff, and I built these outdoor beds. So, yeah, I enjoy um, designing and making things. Um, and then spending time with family and friends is um, definitely important to me as well. So. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being on with me today and for sharing a little bit about your story. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much to Chelsea for sharing her story. You can learn more about Aventier Outdoors and co-starters by clicking the link in our show notes. And thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within the city of Rochester, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate in our show notes. Thanks again for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast.